Shield Security had 160 accounts. We had a central station with guards. Unfortunately, to break even with your own monitoring central station, you need about 400 accounts. And we were only adding about four customers per month. Direct sales was just not our strong point. Our, we tried low-cost systems and mass marketing. We tried hiring salespeople who would come and go on a regular basis. And we were doing okay, but we were literally working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We had not planned on having our own central station, but when the one that we were using went bankrupt, we had not much choice. Many years ago, I read a book by Robert Ringer, which I mentioned before, called Winning Through Intimidation. I didn't care for the book very much when I read it, but this was before I started in the hard world of business. And in that book, he has a what he called the leapfrog theory, which says basically the fastest way to fight your way through the competition is to leapfrog over them if you are prepared and committed. If not, then you're going to fall and it'll be harder to rise the next time because you've already proven that you couldn't do it. Well, we had about 230 competitors, all for the same home and small business alarms that we were selling. It had been five years now with meager results. But we seemed to do better with the few industrial customers that we had gotten, such as the Marine Corps base in town, General Dynamics, and a federal office building. So one day I came up with what I considered a brilliant idea. I called it divestiture. We would sell our alarm company, but keep our industrial accounts only. There was only four or five of them. And uh, we would keep our most of our inventory, but we would sell our company's name. We'd sell uh, some of the inventory, all of our home and small business accounts. And that seemed pretty good, except on the first year of our business in our new company, called Diasec Incorporated, our sales consisted of only $32,000. That was gross sales, not profit. In my previous podcast, I talked about you're stronger than you think, and that explains where we were very close to going bankrupt and almost did. And I had totally forgotten about Robert Ringer and his leapfrog theory, but I knew that if I was going to make it in this new business, this industrial business, that I was going to have to make a commitment to it like never before so that each problem I had, each system that malfunctioned and I couldn't figure it out, I had to attack it as if it was a life or death situation because that's the only way you're going to get your mind to come up with a solution when it needs to, when there's no backing out and there's no excuses. Well, it had been four years and we were doing fine. And one day, I got a notice that the local Ademco company was having a sales presentation at a hotel room in town. We didn't use much Ademco. Ademco stands for Alarm Device Manufacturing Company. It's a New York company. But we did use one of their products for transmitting alarm signals at our industrial customer. So I decided to go. And when I got there, there was somebody that Robert Ringer would call the court holder. And the court holder is, you've all known one, somebody who is so full of ego that they are expounding upon the 
the virtues of everything they have learned and how easy it is to make it in business if you just followed their advice and guidance. And there at this meeting with about 10 people, 10 different alarm companies in attendance, the court holder had basically taken over the meeting from the sales presentation person for a Demco. And about a half dozen of these information-starved puppies were gathered around him, listening to him say how all, totally easy it was to make it big in security sales. He had already amassed a total of about 200 accounts in only two years. So he knew how to do it. And as he was talking, I realized that my divestiture, the Robert Ringer book came back to me, and divestiture was pretty much his leapfrog theory. I had leapfrogged over my competition into the industrial field. Well, the court holder seemed rather annoyed that I was not impressed with his great wisdom, so he decided to focus on me. So he asked me, how many accounts do you have? Oh, less than 20, I guess. Oh, so you're just starting out then? No, it's been about four years. He kind of snickered. And said, What's your company name? Diasec Incorporated? I never heard of it. Four years and only 20 accounts? Maybe you guys should hire me to teach you how to increase your sales. Well, I decided to have some fun with this egotistical big shot. So I said, well, if you all want to hear my story and think you can help me, I'll pay for your wisdom. So I told him an old story. I said one day there was a young man who got into sales, and he was selling women's nylon stockings, selling them wholesale to different department stores and clothing stores. So he got on the train and took the train into Chicago, the big city, and he worked hard. He hustled all day, and he did great. At the end of the day, he was worn out, and as he was riding the train home, he had sold 100 units of these nylon stockings. And there across from him in the train car was an old man, uh, rather heavy set, looking at his paper, chewing on a cigar, wearing a three-piece suit and uh, the gold watch chain. So the young man, who was full of excitement and pride in what he had done, said, Johnson's the name. Uh, I'm in sales. Uh, the old man lowered his papers. Oh, nice to meet you, Mr. Johnson. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm in sales, too. Well, the uh, young man couldn't contain himself much longer than that. He says, I sold 100 units today. The old man slowly lowered his paper, took a cigar out of his mouth, says, well, that's pretty good, isn't it? And the young man says, yes, you bet it's good. And the old man went back to reading his paper. The young man couldn't stand it anymore. He just wanted a little more attention than he was getting. So he said to the old man, says, how many units did you sell today? The old man put down his paper. Oh, what's that? How many units did you sell today? Oh, uh, five. Five. Oh, well, that's that's not too many, is it? He says, no, I've done better. So the young man was sitting there, staring at this old man with a, a fancy suit and his newspaper, chewing on his cigar, and he couldn't stand the, the suspense anymore. And he said, oh, what is it you sell? The old man lowered his paper. What was that? I said, what do you sell? Oh, uh, locomotives. And that was the end of the story.
So the uh, court holder, after hearing this, says, what does that have to do with you? And I says, well, I don't have many customers, but I do okay with the ones I have. And then I waited for it. Court holder said, who are your customers? I said, well, let me think. Camp Pendleton Marine Corps, University of Southern California, UCSD Hospital, Scripps Institution of Oceanography. Uh, the Social Security Administration for Southern California, General Dynamics, U.S. Border Patrol, DEA, and several more. So what do you think I'm doing wrong? The others in the room bust up laughing. You know, it doesn't matter what others say and do. The only thing that matters is what you do. So if you're ready, then leapfrog over the pack. But make sure that you're ready and committed. That's our story today. Stanley Diaz, thank you.